Welcome to Becoming the Ultimate Coach. I am the Jock, and this is the Doc. And with our combined experience in psychology and fitness, we're here to help you become the Ultimate Coach. We are on part two of Staying Ahead of the Game, and today we're kicking it off with CGMs, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, in case you're not a big acronym person, CGMs is Continuous Glucose Monitoring. And so we're really talking about it in relationship to identifying some personalized information um, for glycemic index. So we're not talking about people that need this for medical conditions, but really just sort of um, this kind of hot topic. People are looking at these more just in general to get more information. And we just thought we'd kind of dive into that today. Yeah, and we think it's so important, whether it's a CGM or uh, or rings or the Apple watches or just you know the last episode we talked about the AI it's, it's, it's just being um, research and understanding so when clients come in and talk about this stuff like we, we know the pros and cons of that because we want to be the fitness guide for our clients and if they're coming in with questions because these hot things are like what what, what, sh what should I do should I do it would this be good for me if we kind of explore some of the topics we've learned from different people we've possibly even tried on ourselves because both of us have um, we can give better information and let people know whether it's right for them because this is what we talk about there's a lot of information out there us bridging the gap from the information to the implementation is that's what we're here to kind of guide on and so starting off with the good so this is this is a concept that if you've been in the industry long enough that you've heard that the glycemic index that certain foods are going to spike our blood sugar to a certain level and we thought this was just a a universal this food does this much for each person but what we're finding out is it's very individualized and so what we can do is find our own individual glycemic index which i think is very powerful information to have yeah because it, you know we see this too with like clients are so frustrated like think about it with diets and 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 meal plans in general is they're saying well my sister lost weight on this or yeah. so and so you know um even my my one of my sons is always just trying to build you know get more muscle right so he's following this person this person and that might work for this person but maybe not for this person and it's the same thing with the the, the glycemic index and in food is people need to understand what is working for them and then what choices that they want to make that are available to them, what do they want to do differently in that regards? But you got to have the information about yourself first. And this is just a, an interesting way to get some more of that. And, and I like to learn by doing. Now, I can't do that with all subjects because there's some um, female issues that I can't go into, but I can learn about. But this is one that I can try. So I, I went through the, the using the levels, um, did it for 10 days, and, and it's very interesting to see what I learned from that. Like My biggest thing that I learned from it was there's a couple workouts that I was training really hard that the alert went off, and it shows that my levels were, my blood sugar levels were getting too low. So if I want to uh, perform at a higher level, if I want to get more out of that workout, I need to worry a little bit more about my pre and peri uh, workout nutrition so I can optimize that. What did you learn from yours? Well, so I did mine with a doctor and a prescription, and for me it was like, okay, I have these symptoms once in a while that just sort of seem to be like something's not 100% kicking in, whether it's, it's the glucose, my blood sugar, or whether it's blood pressure, whatever. So for me, it helped sort of, A, validate like, okay, what I'm feeling now is showing up in the data. Like those two are matching up. So like, okay, that's insightful. And it helped me distinguish between whether it's sometimes lower blood pressure versus lower glucose. Now, what I do about that, I'm going to have to work with my doctor on that. Yeah. But again, to the point is he and I both did it and around the same time. I did mine for 30 days and two very different things and different foods that impact things or don't impact them. 
So she's learned she's complicated. <laughs> that was kind of a given. <laughs> <laughs> but we knew that already. Complicated so. is good. It means I'm diverse. You know, lots of lots of stuff in there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So moving on to more the the bad part of it. So starting off with the levels, which I got a non-prescription, non-doctor recommended um, app. It's 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 basically four hundred dollars just to start off because they have two hundred dollars for the year membership, and then it's two hundred dollars per thirty days. So, and it's not something that I'm gonna use all the time. I just right. wanna get some data from. And so that's a pretty expensive cost just to kind of kick off. And so what was your yeah. cost even with Dr. So, right, so mine was uh, sat at around for like two sensors and the overall thing, I would say just shy of $200. The, the, the other part of it, at least on mine was food tracking was, was tougher. Oh. You, had to, you had to make a note, you had to click food, and then you either had to plug in a bunch of numbers or you had to write notes. There was no simple way to just grab that information and go. So I had to really slow down and make sure I did that. Um, and then sometimes I just didn't. And then later on I'm like, oh. The other thing too um, is that I had to scan it sometimes regularly to see what my current one yeah. was. So again, it's a tech thing, right? And I think yours was a lot easier in those two regards, Yeah, you right? had one that you had to sync it up and mine would just gave the, the continuous flow. So what was also nice about mine too is like I could take pictures and then uh, then it would track the spikes after that and then it would give me like a report at the end of the day and the end of the week kind of summarize. And so it, it, it was interesting on getting information, but the key is like we have to do something with this information. Yep. And so if you if, if you can get information and you know what to do with it yeah. and you're actually doing something about it, it can be valuable. Otherwise, like, what's the point? I kind of I kind of talk about it as like calories on a menu. Like, there's there's one person who's like, oh, I hate seeing the calories on the menu because it makes me feel bad for the things I eat. I'm like, well, it just gives me information. Yeah. And and what I think is beneficial because I was at a restaurant once and the egg white omelet was like 1,200 calories. <laughs> I'm like, shit. Like, if I'm trying to pick something that's yeah. healthy here, yeah. I'm trying to stay, the you know, whole egg. Like, you know, might as well enjoy something else. And, yeah. you know, there's a couple of times I see that the, the calories on the apps I want to get. I'm like, oh, I didn't work that hard today. Yeah, exactly. Well, and to your point, it's it's even just going into it. What do you want out of it and what are you willing to change? Yeah. Because otherwise you have, oh, that spiked me, that didn't. But if you're not interested in changing anything, right? But then also it, it's that, that notion of back to sort of our tracking thing. If I'm not doing a great job of tracking my food and we see these high variabilities, we still don't know what did it. All we know is there's variabilities. So it also is not just what do you want to do after you have the data, but how, how much work are you willing to get accurate data? Because we see this over and over again that there's a lot of data out there, but that doesn't mean it's accurate. Data and accuracy aren't symbiotic. And then kicking it off to the ugly part, there's there's a lot of variables when it comes to this. I mean, we have the meal composition. We talk about the movement you do before the meal, after the meal. It's, it's you know, if I wanna not have such a high spike, I can add some more fat in there, but is that really gonna help my long-term goals? Yeah. And so is it done faster or have I ate recently? So there's a lot of variables in there. So it can't just be, it's not always just this one thing and this answer. It, it could be the same food on different days with different variables can give you different information. So what do you do with that? Yeah, and to that point, even with mine, there were some consistencies that would happen to me, but they also didn't always happen every day. Yeah. And there was times where I'm literally like, you know, and I, and I kind of played around with it, so like the researcher in me. I was like, okay, this days I'm gonna eat these foods every day and see if that, and there would be variations even with that. And again, it's probably, did I eat them together or did I eat one and then the next part of it? Um, was I standing, was I sitting, what did I do before? There's all of those types of things. So there are just so many variables. and. 
it's cool to get that data, but most of us aren't trained in the nuances of blood yeah. sugar and glycemic. And it, so we also have to make sure that although we're supporting our clients, we're not overstating or Googling it and going, so, so, so that's what that means. We have to be really responsible in that regard. And the, the, the last part of the ugly that I want to get into is we really need to, and this is why we're important as coaches, is make sure that this is lines up with the ultimate goal of this person. Because someone can, can have low blood sugar levels and watch that, and their goal is to ultimately lose weight, and it, it, it couldn't actually have them put on weight because they're still at a, a calorie surplus. So we gotta make sure it lines up with their ultimate goals and kind of knowing their personalities too, because we gotta watch because this could you know make someone, I don't know what the right word is, but just like over anxious about looking at the numbers and the foods and creating just yeah. issues there. And that's always my concern is if we become hyper-focused on certain things and overly worried, and then the anxiety of yeah. that um, can really sort of mess with you know, the process, but also it to be enjoyable. We always talk about this, like for our clients to be able to sustain results, it's gotta be somewhat easy and it's gotta be somewhat enjoyable. And so we don't wanna, and that's why it's so important to sit. And we always talk about this, having that designated time when you're doing kind of that behavior coaching and really walking through, why do you wanna do this? What do you yep. wanna get out of it? What are your goals and does that match up? Because just because Scott's doing the CGM doesn't mean Janine should if I don't have goals around what the CGM can support and offer me. And this is what we're ultimately getting to here of, of knowing the pros and cons and laying that out for your clients and guiding them in the right direction that you think is going to be good for them. Because I have a couple of clients that are interested in doing this. And some of them are like, well, they have family history of diabetes. So it's one thing that yeah. they want to be aware of. And they want to know if there's certain foods that they eat on a regular basis that spike them and keep them at a higher elevated. I'm like, that could be good. But also letting them know, like, this isn't going to be a magic bullet for you struggling to, to lose weight. If like yes. you figure this out, then we're going to have all the answers. So really letting them understand that I think is super important. So um, for you, you know, you know, look up some different articles on this. If you if you can't afford to jump into this, try it out yourself so you have a better understanding. You know, I like to also experiment with like clients that I, I know really well or friends at first too, because like instead of me trying it on some some absolutely brand new client that I don't know that well, it's more of like you've gone through it, I've gone through it, my wife's gone through it. So I, I'm starting to gather some yeah. information and knowledge about it. And then also super important is knowing who to refer out to, because like I know your doc is, is big on this. So if someone has something I don't know, then I can refer them to exactly. the right person. Then I'm not yeah. just guessing um, and, and I'm staying in my lane. Yeah, those connections are super important. So again, we're always just trying to come up with conversations about things that we're exploring and learning and encourage you to continue to grow and, and learn. So drop us a comment or let us know topics or even just some feedback. Let us know. See you next time.